house. How's it going, Adam? I'm doing great. We, this is definitely the first time we've interacted today. We haven't talked at all. What up? What up? What's popping? Yo, bud, did you? Uh, what are you up to today? You doing anything cool? Yeah, I'm going to see Shang Chi for my little brother's birthday tonight. So the movie's at seven. So I just gotta leave by like six thirty to six forty-five. Damn, so. and you're not even gonna take Adam with you? <laughs> no. Damn, that's <laughs> some bullshit. What the hell? Yeah. I'll admit, Fake I did friend. fuck up. I fucked up on it, but Internals comes out in two months, and then Spider-Man's in a month. So oh, after fuck, that, man. So we got time, you know what I mean? So, and what about y'all? Um, I probably gonna be working on some homework tonight. You know, had a nice long three-day weekend, and back to the real world. Mm-hmm. I spent the day being Mister Mom, and uh, I go back to work on tuesday next week nice. so i have one week left and then i have to go back to the real world too yeah hopefully you uh um like start your work on after a win in fantasy football so yeah hopefully yeah i hope i hope not <laughs> oh yeah you play calvin all right <laughs> well uh to get this started um we're gonna go with the power rankings my personal power rankings and then we'll discuss each team surrounding it and we have some you know analysis analysis over it but this is our currently going to be our theme song for the year and it best articulates alex's team during the entire year so here it is quit my job starting new life and they'd all be so disappointed because who am i if not exploited i'm so sick of 17 where's my fucking teenage dream someone tells me one more time enjoy your youth i'm gonna cry and i don't stick up for myself i'm anxious and nothing can help and i wish i'd done this before and i wish people liked me here all right so that is i had to keep the exploited part in there because i think it's it's funny but that's alex's team for the year um he did try his best he took a very interesting approach in a standard league going tight end double receivers but well he had um, to get his he had to get the mustache guy you know yeah he had to get the mustache guy i mean like when he fell to him <laughs> it made too much sense for the main the main stashed guy in our league not to grab him so but then he went Ridley and Allen, and then he just kind of went with his usual cream hunt. And then uh, he just has to hope Javante Williams becomes something by the end of the year. But then it doesn't get better from there. It gets worse because his quarterbacks are either going to be Joe Burrow or Tua Tagovailoa. So uh, it's just going to be a very dark season for him. And so he's going to be questioning it, like why it's so brutal out here. So, yeah. Well, I will say I do appreciate the the name change, um, Chainbanger sixty nine. I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of. Um, so, as just for our listeners here, as Bud goes through and gives his reverse power rankings, he's going most likely to make Stephanie all the way to how he feel who he feels is most likely to be champion. Um, you know, Adam and I are going to chime in with some of our you know, what, what our favorite pick of theirs was most questionable pick. Um, and then one of you two, Bud, did you do the Marvel villain? 
I did not. I didn't. I got. I was going to get off a little bit earlier, but I got uh, hit on like from some like employee about trying to get stuff that he needed from like this app I have because it's over. We, I, I have to use Intelligize, and so it searches through a bunch of SEC filings and stuff. Mm. So, and my boss is out of office, so I had to take care gotcha. of that. So, but I mean, I can. I'm pretty sure we can think of this off the top of our head pretty yeah, easily. Yeah. So, but I just if, off the top of your head, who? Each person would be if they were a Marvel villain, not okay. not hero villain. Adam, villain. I feel like you're equally qualified to chime in on this. I I'm the least qualified, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna probably <laughs> abstain. Other than I'm just gonna go ahead and go on the record and say that the Green Goblin is probably my favorite comic book villain of all time. Fucking love the Green Goblin. So all right. it's on the That's record, good. just so everyone knows. Um, so at Alex's team, I will say I do love. Um, Keenan Allen in the third round. I think that could be a huge, huge boon for his team this year. Um, getting a guy who, you know, has a history of being a top five to ten fantasy wide receiver, now possibly playing with someone better than Philip Rivers. Um, I, I, I don't know if that's. I don't. I. I it would be tough to say that Justin Herbert is blanketly better than Philip Rivers. But I think this version of Justin Herbert is better than the Philip Rivers that ever played with Keenan Allen, if that makes sense. Um, I, I think Keenan Allen could be a, a really good get for him. Um, I think that's true. I well, I wish I had picked up Keenan Allen. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. Is it J.K. Dobbins or Keenan Allen for me at that at that third round turn? And um, obviously didn't work out. Picked the wrong guy and he's out for the season. But Keenan Allen was the next guy up, and I feel like he's definitely. Like definitely, like gonna outperform his draft stock this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can I agree to an extent because I think Allen isn't as much of a deep threat as him. He's just always open, right? And so, like it, it's hard to see him being like a top five guy. So to me, he was kind of like placed where he should have been, especially in the context of like the receivers taken before. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you. You could argue that like other players like around that time, like other halfbacks should have been taken after Keenan, but there's just like receivers are stacked on the early portion of it. And I'm pretty like, I would like to see him do it again. I'm also kind of curious if Herbert's going to do it again, different coach, not offensive coordinators, the defensive offensive coordinators different. So I'm all in on the Herbert train. Yeah, and a 100%. lot of people are, but he like like they, they the oh, the O line is improved. They got a they got a coach that's that's willing to like air it out down the field, right? They's a very much like a like interested in like elevating the passing game. You know, they like I said, they spent all that they spent you know draft picks and upgrade their their offensive line personnel. Like like I think he's gonna be better protected. He's gonna have a much he's gonna have cleaner pockets because he was running a lot last year. That's where he made a lot of his plays was kind of like under duress. So yeah. hopefully he like kind of matures into like kind of a like a like just a, like a, a, a solid pocket you know passing quarterback. So we'll see. Well, yeah, I'm, what's I'm, all right? So, so that's our that's our favorite pick on his end. What's our most questionable pick? I, I think for me it, it's got to be Kareem Hunt. Um, especially getting him in the fourth round. Yeah, the, at that at the at where he got him in the fourth round. I mean, I'm sure Bud's going to say this, but you know, yeah. it's not just where he got him, but also where he is relative onto on Alex's own personal depth chart. Drafting Kareem Hunt to be your RB one, yeah, it's also <laughs> tricky. 
but he Alex likes the like his like a tendency to draft players he's has he had has had before. Right? Yeah. And so he loves Hunt, right? And so he had to do it. He hunted so, for Hunt. I I'll, I'll so, say having 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 said that, um, given that he like 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 given that he wasn't gonna get like a top tier running back in the fourth round regardless. I mean I don't I mean I don't know who was available at that time, maybe Gaskin or someone was available, I really don't know. But um given that he wasn't gonna get like a top guy at that point, Hunt is, is I mean he's he's the best RB two in the league, you know, and if it's like if Chubb goes down, you know, he's he's got himself a, a first round draft pick or, you know, a first round you know, quality draft pick. So, yeah, um, I mean that, that's hundred percent true. And it's, I think it's more of just like afterwards the the strategy surrounding it. He wasn't like he wasn't aiming for like besides Javante, right? The other halfbacks, he wasn't really aiming for the fences, right? Like that's a this is a spot where Sermon could have gone, James Robinson, if like you know, oh yeah, someone that's, like that. But um, that's hindsight too, right? I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, like you go for guys that could hit it big in like later rounds and. Because I can't think of the other person on the top of my head, but there's a few of them that instead of that it was like more, like like David Johnson and stuff like stuff like that. That kind of yeah question is question. I mean, let's be if, if this was, if this team was like 2017, 2018, he'd be killing it, right? Freaking Javante David, Williams would be in high David, school. David Johnson and Kareem <laughs> Hunt. I mean, maybe not Javante Williams, but you know his running backs. You know David Williams and Kareem Hunt in 2018. That was solid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any any uh, alternative picks on y'all's ends for favorite pick or most questionable pick that y'all want to shout out? Nope. I mean, I like well, Robbie Anderson. Favorite, I like Robbie Anderson is, too. Yeah. I think he's gonna, he's good. You know, the favorite pick was Travis Kelsey in my books just because the stash, stash, stash my, <laughs> like when he wins, it's a stash on stash crime. So he's gonna be giving if his team was good, he'd be giving people mustache rides. Like <laughs> th- this is it was needed. So all right. But, Marvel villain. Um, Marvel villain. I have Hela from Thor Ragnarok. All right. Are we talking about like Marvel villain in relation to his team or Marvel villain in relation to his personality? You know what? I'll let that be open to y'all's interpretation. I did personality. Oh. Okay. Well, see, my mine was more thinking about his team, and I was thinking uh, Ghost from Ant Man and the Wasp. You know uh, what? I like that. How about we do? That's we a good do... one. Have that where Buds is based on personality, Adams is based on team. I you like know, it. because why, Ghost why is Ghost? kind of not super memorable, you know. But you know, if like the right things happen for, uh, you know, for for Alex team, he could kind of like kind of coast on through un, unnoticed, you know. Like Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb goes down, he's got an RB one. You know, Joe Burrow could go Dude. off this year. You I know? don't. I'm. I don't think that you could have thought of a better example for this. This is. A grade at ten out of ten in my books on this one, and so I, I'm. I don't know if I've ever been more proud to call you my friend. <laughs> so, <laughs> not when you became a dad or anything like that. Or... No, <laughs> no, no. It was a life. Became a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, but who is then, number eleven? Brian. Let's Brian bangs uh, drinking alcohol, but he's not good at drafting football teams. Um, Realistically, this kind of more falls on the like what happened with Etienne though. I think Etienne going down, it was a big swing for him when he did it, but him going down kind of like significantly like hurts his team because there's just not a, like another person you can realistically put at halfback to that you're going to be like okay with for like for good, right? I 
Also, Saquon Barkley is like a hit or miss guy. I'm not high on Julio Jones this year. I think that he's going to be good, but it's it's not going to be like consistent like you'd kind of want. And then uh, also Gronk. They have three tight ends on that team and then three other like superstar receivers. So I don't know like how much value is there. So Yeah. All but right, again, so... if Etienne didn't get hurt, I think he'd be a little bit higher, right? Because well, I think this Etienne getting hurt really hit Ryan's team, and it it really helped Robbie's team. So yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and give my shout out pick. I think I know you don't love the Rob Gronkowski pick because of you know that Buccaneers offense. But getting Antonio Brown in the ninth round, I, I don't care how saturated that offense is. Like, you just got a all-time great wide receiver playing with an all-time great quarterback in the ninth round. Like, it's if it doesn't work out, it was your ninth-round pick. But it could also easily play into him being someone who has a, you know, a value of a third-rounder by the end of the year. Um, is is it likely? I don't know, but... I, I agree so much. Yeah, I agree so hard. I, I have him in, I've been drafting Antonio Brown in other leagues too. And if you look at Antonio Brown's stat line at that back end of the season, whenever he was actually playing, right, he was getting like five catches a game every week, right? Like he he's Brady's target. Like that's who Brady – like Brady loves the guy. They live together. They may actually be giving each other mustache rides. We don't know. Like – I agree. I think Antonio Brown was like a pretty like good draft pick at that point in the draft. So. Yeah, I think he. I think Brian had. A, I don't know why you have him so low. To, to to be honest, I think you know Prescott stays healthy and a combination of getting Saquon again, assuming everyone stays healthy, but getting Saquon and Adams on the same team is like assuming both are healthy and able to perform. Like that's, I mean, that's as good as you can ask for. Like that's a very solid. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not looking at a list right now, but that, Brian's wide receivers are strong. Yeah. I mean, I, like uh, Julio Jones in the fourth round. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, bud, but that's such a good fourth rounder. It, yeah. I mean, yeah, but you're like Barkley, when he, when he played last week, uh, people forget that I think week one he had 15 carries for six yards. And yeah. that O-line is not better. So yeah, well, it got worse. Yeah. yeah like, like what are, what are we what are we lo- like doing here? On the Danny C football podcast, they kind of uh, – Dan Hand – or the other one. He said that it, Saquon Barkley is like a G.D. McKissick. Mm-hmm. J.D. McKissick where it's like he's, he's just so up or down. Like he's going to be a pass catching back. He could be good. He could not be good. But honestly, Barkley also has trouble staying healthy. Saquon so, Barkley is definitely better than J.D. McKissick. Well, yeah, but he's, <laughs> he's saying in that like if uh, an offensive line was better, obviously Saquon's yeah. going to be a killer. But it, it's, he's going to be like a primary halfback. Like he's gonna yeah. be catching passes more than anything else because the O line is just trash. So, so I, I get I, the point with receivers. It's just I well, mean, Devontae segues, Adams is gold, but that segues know. right into my most questionable pick. Was I was gonna say Saquon get, taking him in the first round and taking Saquon itself, not most questionable pick, but taking him and then not bookending him with another one of the running backs that was available at the beginning of round two. Like I know Devontae Adams is spectacular, and it's hard to pass on Devontae Adams, but. Getting Saquon and then not drafting another. I guess he did take Etienne, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's the, the thing. Is like he had a plan. He had like, yeah. you know. But that, but that, I, that being the plan though, to me, is what's taking Saquon and then taking a. Even if Etienne was healthy, having him be that, your RB two is like. That's really? true for for me. Like I, I, my his most questionable pick for me was Etienne. Right. That I mean, that was 
Yeah. Okay. I, actually, anymore. that's definitely an answer. Now that I think about you it, know, I forgot that that was an option for me to pick. <laughs> like there, I mean, like Etienne has Etienne gives me a lot of like, like I, I feel like like you know if you make a playoff run, like you know he could be good. He could have been good, um, but like he wasn't going to get you to the playoffs. I don't think you know he was he was gonna, someone that I felt like should have felt along to later rounds. You know, and whoever got him would have to stash him for a while until that kind of got they kind of got going with him yeah. um so yeah so i mean i i feel like i feel i feel like looking at his team though like we're not looking at the team that he wanted to have anyway um yeah, that's, ha- that's the having... thing I, it sucks because his team would be significantly like, losing your third round pick that early i don't care what happens it, not having a backup inside for that halfback area i mean you're just kind of in trouble so yeah, yeah. Uh, are there alternative picks for most questionable or favorite? I'm I'm definitely changing most questionable to Etienne now because I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh nope. No, no. my my favorite my favorite pick is Devonte Adams on his team. I think that's. I mean, I, I don't know where he got him. If he got him, did he get him in the second round? Pick mm-hmm. thirteen. It was right off. Oh, he was yeah. he was the he was the twelfth pick. Yeah. I, I mean, Devonte Adams is is a league winner wherever you draft him. So I think that's a. Yep. That's a yeah. great pick. All right, All right. Marvel villain. I have a uh, Mysterio. So I was between Mysterio, but also uh, Adrian Toomes, who is the vul- the vulture, mm. and and that, but that's for my that's for his team, you know, because I don't feel like his team is very good. But he may, you know, like Saquon always has a week, you know, where he goes off. You know, Prescott has that days where he just like pops off, so he might vulture some wins from people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, the next one on my list is Michael. Hmm. So I think Michael's draft, I think it's, it was pretty good. I think this, there's a, like a, like, there's a lump in the middle of this in my book. Um, and this kind of where it starts. Uh, but Mahomes and Elliot and Metcalf and McLaurin, it's like, he shouldn't lose and he might be a little bit higher, but the Edmonds pick, uh, sorry, but that sucks. Um, this could be James Conner's show, and he didn't handcuff it. And then once, if if Edmonds does bust, right, he has no second halfback either. There's like Pollard and Drake on his team, and it's which one do you feel comfortable with, right? Um, and then to like after that, it's like Kaseki's not like the best. And then his other receiver with Kenny Galladay, it's like you got to hope that like he's going to do well enough until Michael Thomas comes back, and then you got to hope Michael Thomas does something, right? It's just like very top heavy and there isn't really anything at the bottom of his roster. Yeah. I I feel that. Um, okay. So my favorite pick, I mean, I, I'm trying to avoid saying my favorite pick for people is like their first round pick because like <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott is, I think going to have a good bounce back year. And I think he drafted him about where I would have drafted him. Um, I'm going to say, I think Terry McLaurin, um, he's, That's bad too. he's, he's third round guy. He seems like he's going to be a target hog for Fitzpatrick and Fitzpatrick loves to throw the ball down the field, um, in a way that we've never really seen in Terry McLaurin's career. So I, I think he could get unlocked this year to where he ends up being, I, I could see him as being a candidate for being one of that in that kind of uh, not top tier of wide receivers, but kind of the deep where the DeAndre Hopkins like tier is right now. 
um, going into next year. Is DeAndre Hopkins not a top tier wide receiver? I think he's kind of a shade below the Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kills of the NFL. Yeah. 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 I mean, and it's funny because there's DK on his team, and like McLaurin <laughs> might be better than DK. Yeah, exactly. Season. And so yeah. it's it's significant. Michael's Michael always has like two two like stud receivers. Like last year he had Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and Terry McLaurin. And, and Diggs. Like, and Diggs, yeah, Diggs is another one. I, Michael Michael's the receiver guy. So yeah, I agree with the the McLaurin thing. I like McLaurin and I think that that was definitely a solid grab. So most questionable. Um I, I think I would agree with Bud that I I also think it would be Chase Edmonds. I don't really feel like going yeah. in on that one too much. Well, nope. Yeah, I mean, he could. He's just in a. He's just got a, a, a competition for touches. I don't think Chase Edmonds is bad. He's Not only does he have competition good. for touches with his other backfield mate, but he might have competition for touches with his own starting quarterback, and that's. Yeah, but do you really think like like I guess I guess the only the thing about that about. His competition in James Conner is that I think James Conner over the past few years has proven that he cannot be the guy at any like he's he's too fragile, you know. Right, and, and I so think that's he, the concern though, right? Is not that could James Conner become the guy? It's that will Chase Evans right. get anything in the, near the goal line ever? Yeah. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Is like I, I I've had James Conner before, and I've I mean, just in watching him play, James I, like James Conner runs in such a way that he like like he lower like he 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 leads with his with the with his with his shoulder to the point where like he makes like direct contact with these uh you know with the with the defensive line like in such a way that he like has like 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 i've seen people like look like look, talk about the way he runs and how it's like such a high injury risk and yeah. i don't know how like i mean if if i'm a if I'm a, uh, a, a offensive coordinator, I'm not wanting to really give James Conner goal line. I'll give him goal line. I'll give him passes. You know, if it's a, you know, if if it's a, if it's like a dump off pass or, or you know, if whatever, like I'm fine with that. But I don't want James Conner running into the goal line. Yeah, you, but you know he's I mean? he's significantly bigger than Edmonds. I, I know. Right? I know. But I just so feel like I just feel like him. if he do, I just feel like there's a decent chance Edmonds again pans out in the sense that James Conner gets hurt. If that's what they want to do with him. Like there's a decent chance Edmonds, you know, James Conner goes out for a while and Edmonds' value goes way up. Like I just the dude's made of glass. Like yeah. yeah. That's true. So there's so Michael's most questionable pick has a nice silver lining to it. So yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh Marvel villain. I have John Walker, US agent. Some of these you're gonna have to tell me what they're from. Alright, he's from like the new that. Captain uh America TV show. Oh, okay. Damn. like the new Captain America in there. Because honestly, I don't think Michael could ever truly be evil. So, yeah. and John Walker really isn't that evil as of what they've shown so far, right? And so he's just misguided. Yeah, uh, kind of, but like not really even. It's like he's just a soldier. So, yeah. yeah. Adam? I, uh, I kind of pick someone, I pick someone similar, but I pick, I pick Crossbones, who is also mm. like not, uh, he, he's evil but he's not like you know he, he's just kind of like a highly trained kind of like soldier kind of kind of character um right and that's just because like you know we're not his team's not in the tier of like you know superpowers you know what i'm saying like i don't feel like he his team gets gets you know someone gets like like a loki or anything like that because he's not he's not on that level but he can be crossbones you know where 
you know, he's kind of dangerous to, you know, someone, but he's not like, he's not going to take any, he's not going to take out the whole squad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. So before we move on, I'd like a quick message from one of our sponsors. Any guesses of what I'm drinking right now, guys? Weed. No. <laughs> Good guess, though. <laughs> I'm drinking a nice, warm lemon ginger tea from Stash. So, if you guys actually and like tea, try drinking a nice lemon ginger hot tea. Stash tea. Drink it if you're not gay. Alright. <laughs> so, hmm. Maybe not the most PC ad that they gave us there, but we'll work with it anyways. Uh, who's next up on the power rankings, bud? It is Sean. All right. Sean. Ooh, that's a, that's, I agree with you, but that's different from um, what the ESPN projections are. I know. So I didn't ESPN actually... projections are really dumb. Yeah. And I also don't give a fuck either. So um, James also sent another rankings in. One, I don't give a fuck about those either. I don't know, like, why are we... Uh, whatever. We're like a generation of just, like, needing to, like, put stuff in there whenever... Number one... Uh, whatever. I don't have a good... Whatever. But, uh, yeah, okay, so we grew up watching college football. We all know it's stupid, but people yeah. do it anyways, yeah. Yeah. But, so, uh, we... I have Sean, and this is, again, a clump, right? And so, I kind of... And he has, like, the potential to be better than, like, definitely where this is. But Josh Allen, Miles Sanders, like, Josh Allen's gold, right? You And Ty- Tyreek Hill. But Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs and Swift now, all three of his running backs are kind of questionable. Um, Miles Sanders, Matthew Berry put a thing out there where it's, like, if he gets less than, like, X amount of touches, he gets less than 10 points every time or something like that. And mm. it was, like, a significant number. I can't think of how often it didn't happen plus he gets hurt a lot right and so we don't really know what he's going to look like and then john gruden continues to be extremely strange in roster building and they paid Kenyon drake money like three three year 11 or something like that to be a backup to josh jacobs and so jacobs may not get as much touches as well they may be kind of transitioning him to like a 60 40 role and so there's just question marks and then for swift who i personally was higher on during this whole process until the past week or two because Dan Campbell, the NFL's Ted Lasso, apparently keeps saying how DeAndre Swift isn't going to be, like, ready for week one. He had a groin injury. They're mm-hmm. worried about his conditioning. But they came out today saying he's playing week one. But there, it's the touches that you worry about where he may not actually be as involved as you would have wanted him to be. Again, the Swift thing, though, which – I mean, this is going to steal Calvin's thunder, but that was honestly the best pick of his draft in my book. But it's still, like, at the beginning of the season, it's questionable. And be like behind that, there's just not a lot of, like, halfbacks or, in my opinion, receiver options. Yeah. Uh, I also don't like, don't like Sutton. He came off an ACL injury, and um, he's looked all right during the preseason. But also during camp, they were saying how he – didn't at the same time and so it's he may take like half of the year to kind of like build I'm gonna talk more about Sutton in, Sutton in a bit yeah but yes I feel you yeah yeah um okay well we're also moving into like Alex Brian and Michael those are kind of based on what you said those are the main contenders for the Stephanie Stephanie now we're kind of moving into the point of the power rankings where these guys are like fringe Stephanie contenders but also for like playoff contenders mm-hmm. so what's like the silver lining I guess to Sean's team that 
what makes you see him as like a potential playoff team, I guess. It's the upside of each of the running backs because there's downside, which puts him here, right? So there's like a, a low floor, right? but there's a higher ceiling of each of them, and that kind of can pull him into the playoffs. Because if that happens, right, then you're kind of looking at his like second receiver, maybe his tight end has more weaknesses than anything else, right? But having three above average halfbacks is going to be really good. Like It goes a long way with, fan- with fantasy. And then obviously Josh Allen as well, right? So... Yeah. Um, all right. Favorite pick? Swift. Swift. I think the value is just too good. And especially in our draft because he was ranked like 30. And now he's fallen to like 48 because, again, oh, yeah, he's the, the nonsense. Yeah. yeah. The nonsense of what's going on with like the injury stuff. But I think by the end of the season, if things play out the way Detroit wants him to, he's, he's going to be a you know top 16 back. So... Uh, I'm going to give him some love for the Russell Gage pick. Getting that guy in the 14th round, um, it wouldn't, I, it would not shock me if Russell Gage was a, like a startable wide receiver too, by the end of the year. Like I know everyone thinks Kyle Pitts is going to take over that role and Kyle Pitts is going to be the new Julio, yada yada yada. But like, really, Matt Ryan has always used two wide receivers and a tight end. Like pretty efficiently. And I think Russell Gage is going to get a lot of looks. Um, Is he someone I would have drafted in the eighth round? No, but the 14th round getting a guy that you could potentially play at flex or your second wide receiver spot. That's, that's a changing move right there. And I think Russell Gage has that potential. Yep. Um, Similarly, I think Gallup also has potential. I mean, I know he's in a, in a room with two other very good wide receivers, but in that offense, like, I mean, Gallup, I mean, I don't think, I don't know that he's necessarily going to be, you know, eclipsing a thousand yards, but he's, I think he could be, I mean, I mean in that offense, if, if there's ever going to be an offense that has the chance to have three receivers eclipse a thousand yards, uh, it's that one. So. Yep. Very true. Most um, questionable. I, Josh Jacobs, yeah, I just third round. I mean, you can even put Miles Sanders on there, but I think Jacobs was more questionable to me just because his draft stock since our draft has also fallen, but it's, again, more of the Kenyon Drake situation in the third round. Yeah. So, But it, on to be fair with this also, I don't really think there's, like, an awful pick on there. So, Yeah, I don't either. I, there's so there's my, reason for all of it. So. Yeah. So my, I was going to say Cortland Sutton, and I am probably not completely accurate in saying this, but I'm more of expressing my feelings on this one. I feel like Cortland Sutton is kind of overrated. Um, he's had one good season, and he had his one good season when he was basically the only quality wide receiver on the Broncos, and he got targeted so much. Now they have Jerry Judy. Now they have him. Now they have KJ Hamler, Noah Fant. Like, that wide receiver room is a little bit more crowded, and they have a veteran quarterback who's likely going to spread the ball around a lot more. Um, I I just – I feel like Cortland Sutton is, like, still getting drafted this high from his kind of one anomaly season he had. Um, And I I, correct me if I'm wrong. I I wasn't scouting the guy coming into the NFL or anything like that, but he's kind of had this reputation from – three years ago, which was really even like, it wasn't even a full great season. It was a kind of half the season that was really good. 
has carried his reputation three years later now. And on top of that, the ACL injury, I just, that's such a risky pick in the sixth round for what I think is not that high of a ceiling at the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I can see that. And Adam, do you have any other differing thoughts on most questionable pick? Um, I know, I mean, I guess I think it, I don't I don't mind Quinlan. I think Jerry Judy's going to eclipse him eventually as the top guy. I mean, that's that just from what has come out of camp, right? Yeah, I mean, he's he's going to be the 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 guy there. Um, so I think Sutton. I think I don't know where he got him, but I think he's definitely going to be up sixty sixth round. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. For your wide receiver, too. I mean, I mean, I guess that's when a lot of people are drafting him. But yeah, I, I think I think it's it's not going to be he's that's not going to live up to his draft value um, that he picked him at. So, but like, but regardless though, like, like I said, he's got Russell Gage, he's got Michael, he's got he's got uh, Michael Gallup. Like, I mean, he's got replacements if that doesn't work out. So I'm really not like hating on it, you know, too much. Yep. Marvin so Zemo, Zemo. All right, who's that? He's Baron Zemo. He's the one from Civil War that exposed. He, I, Sean doesn't like superheroes, so it, that's true. That's a good. Just, he's he's Baron Zemo. Yeah. Yeah. Based on his team, based on his team, though, I gave him Yellow Jacket, and the reason being is that his team is, um, or at least the main players on his team are are you know potentially like heavy hitters, but also they're like. You know they're very fragile. You know Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, all and DeAndre Swift all have like injury histories. You know, um, and so Yellow Jacket is just a teensy tiny guy you could swat away like a fly. So Yellow Jacket, good one. Nice. All right, the next person on my list is James McGowan. James McGowan. So he's eighth. Yes. Um, I originally I was not a fan at all, but I've kind of come on a little bit more for the Aaron Jones something. I don't like Clyde. I think his receivers are more or less kind of weak. And then Robinson's going to wait until Fields blows up. And then, like, besides that, it's just he, – like, he's in the middle again. Like, again, this is a grouping of middle kind of stuff. But I just don't see super high upside. I just kind of see, I don't know, more a little bit more downside. I'm not – when most, like, <clears throat> most Stricker loses his job in the middle of the season, right? Brandon Cooks, it's like I, no, who, no one knows what's going to happen with Houston. Like Clyde, I don't. I'm not a fan of at all. So, and then even like the backup hat, like receivers, like Lavisca Chenault. There's just a lot of them, and I don't really know what Urban Meyer plans to do with a guy like that. And I'm never going to be sold on the idea that Nico Hardman's going to break out. Yeah. So, I feel but that he's he was one of the lucky winners with the Sony Michelle news, and so I mean, again, there could be something that breaks, but I mean, I, yeah. I don't. I think this is the year that James may miss the playoffs. And I could be wrong because he, you know, the way he knows his fantasy stuff and everything too. It's just I, I think it's going to take like Clyde and one of these other receivers hitting. I feel like this is like the equivalent of not anymore because Alabama has just like such a great reputation. But it used to be like Alabama would win the national championship and all their players would go to the NFL, and then the next season they would start ranked like 17 or 18. But you know, by the end of the year, they're going to end up like third or fourth because they're Alabama. But it's a formality that you rank them lower. And I feel like that's yeah. like James's team doesn't look great right now, but he's going to make trades and he's going to make waiver wire acquisitions to where I'm sure he'll keep moving up on this power ranking as the season goes yeah. on. Yep. Yeah. So uh, what do you think his favorite pick is? Um, I, I like Aaron Jones a lot. I've been, 
I again, I, I really wanted to hesitate from making anyone's first round pick um, like they're, they're my favorite pick of theirs, but I'm and I know you listen to the Ringer Fantasy Show too, but I'm about as high on Aaron Jones as Craig is, where I honestly would have drafted Aaron Jones before Alvin Kamara. Um, mm. And I think getting him at the ninth spot is very fucking good value. So I, I've got to go Aaron Jones there. All right. What about you, Adam? What was his uh, second? Was his second pick Clyde? He went Jones, Clyde, Waller. Gotcha. Oof, I know what my most questionable pick is going to be. His, I think his <laughs> best pick. I, I mean, well, I, it's it's is kind of lucky, but his best pick is Damian Harris. You know, all things considered, that as far as the, uh, yeah, far that's as what the, I was thinking too. Yeah, I, I, I goes right best. I mean, the dude. Like, I I don't. I I watched the dude play last year when I had him on my team, and he's not. A patch caster, but the dude can fucking run. Like, I mean, yeah, he was yeah. getting. I mean, he was he was just grinding out towards the end of the year. He was just grinding out hundred yard games. Like, he didn't get a lot of touchdowns. Cam took away the touchdowns, and he was. But he was grinding out hundred yard games, and it was just so frustrating. We you know having the Patriots on the one or two yard line and watching Cam run it three times. You know, that's yeah. not going to happen this year. And so, Damian Harris is going to be like, like I mean, if if anything's going to, like for for me, if there's if there is a if there is a James Robinson that's not James Robinson this year, it's uh, Damian Harris. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to add actually a little bit. I kind of just said I like Darren Jones and didn't give a reason why. Um, main reason being that Jamal Williams left and now Aaron Jones is probably going to be the receiving back too when he hasn't been the receiving back in the past. And now yeah. I think his value is going to have that uptick. All right. That's my point. Sorry. Um, but do you have a, a different pick for no I, Damon Harris is the guy I was going to look at too. Yeah. I think that in the fifth round too, I think that's kind of right where he should be valued fifth or fourth. But um, um, the issue too is, is that the Patriots apparently love every single one of those running backs. And so, and he's not a pass catcher. It's plus Ramondre Stevenson. I think that's his last name. Looked fantastic in preseason. And so I, this may just be more of a committee than we know of at this point. Yeah. So, and I, I really think that them, going from cam to mac jones signals that they want to pass more and to me that that doesn't bode it doesn't hurt damian harris's value but i don't think it boosts it like a lot of people are saying personally. but i think but i think you know you don't i don't think he was he wasn't getting like a whole bunch of like he wasn't getting 20 touches per game you know last year anyway you know, right. I I don't think so. You can go back and check. Maybe he was. I I didn't think he was. He was just he was grind. He was making the most of the touches that he got, and still putting up solid not like not like astounding numbers, but solid numbers. And I just think if he had, like, like if there is a situation where they need they have they're at they're at the goal line, right? Damon Harris at this point is the guy that they're going to go to, right? And so I think it, unless they could bring in more pass packages or, in the goal line and bring in James White is the thing. But I but. I, what I'm saying is that, like, yes, one, but but at like the one or two yard line, right? I mean, when when it's just like you just got to try to punch it in, which that tend that I mean that happens enough for there to be value in being like the the big you know bulldozing uh, running back on the team and I, with a quarterback that does not run it, you know? Yeah. I just I mean I I just think I just think for the value that he got him at, it's gonna be like regardless of whether or not they do end up passing more i think you know you got to run it at some point and he's you know he's he's gonna be the guy you yeah. know in those situations i see it that way too so 
but I, I just again, if it goes by committee, right, then it's it's still it's going to be like a five to thirteen point swing every week, and so it really will depend if like if they do it. If not, I, I think that he's going to be. I think that was the best pick. Um, most questionable. Uh, we're all in agreement, probably. I'm assuming that that's Clyde in the second round. Yeah, I think it, one of the weird aberrations is that um, people think that the Chiefs like really like to run the ball a lot, and that their running backs are going to get a lot of use because of Jamal Charles, and then that one season of Kareem Hunt. But I think Pat Mahomes signaled a very clear shift in their what kind of strategy they want to take with their run versus pass game. And yep. quite frankly, they've never wanted to use running backs in the goal line. So I really don't see in no. Clyde having anything beyond, I would have never drafted him better than the fourth round, maybe even then. I really wanted him at the third, at the, at the three, the third, I wanted him to be my JK Dobbins, essentially. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just, I, thought... I, he's, I don't think he's going to be the touchdown, the goal line back. And then also his value should be in catching balls, but apparently he still can't pass block. And so yeah. I don't, I don't really know what's going to end up happening here with him. So, yeah. I, but and it is true, like Calvin said, they they had it was Charles Hunt, and then they even made like Kondrick West good yeah. as a running back. But that was before Mahomes came, and Mahomes shifted their philosophy so much that they didn't want to run the ball. Yeah. So yeah. All right, Marvel so Thanos, because James is inevitable. Damn. You gave him the Thanos. I yep. gave him so, and for the same reason that Calvin said earlier, I gave him uh, the guy from Doctor Strange, which was the bad guy, Caecilius, because uh, somehow, no matter how like shitty his team looks, he's gonna work some fucking magic, like that dude and Doctor Strange did, and he's gonna end up making the playoffs. So, yep. yeah. All right, all right. Let's. Let, we might want to attempt to pick up the speed a little bit with yeah. these, but. All right, we're, we're doing Calvin. Oh, you left me right out of the playoffs, you son of a bitch. Fair right, enough. Flip-flopped you and John Hahn. So that's a little spoiler alert here. I just think, again, the Daryl Henderson thing, I think he's still projected like significant points, but I think this is going to dip into his overall like plan all year. I'm not a fan of Fant. And then the quarterback situation is still kind of like up and down. Right, and the the main thing too is like I like Montgomery, but then again, then again, it's like what's his ceiling if Andy Dalton's a starter all like does end up being a starter all year. Fair, fair. So uh, I'm gonna abstain from pick, doing my favorite picks and most questionable picks on my own team. So I'll, I'll, Calvin does have the big dog. So I mean, the big dog could kind of carry him all the way. So he is the big dog for a reason. So my my uh, most questionable pick. Well, okay. So I have to preface this. Because I love Derek, but my questionable is Derek Henry only because, only because I think Calvin picked them at the wrong spot. Like I feel like you could have got Derek Henry as low as the third pick between you knew I wanted, like you knew I would have picked McCaffrey, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, you know? but as we talked about, after, Bud and I talked about afterwards, it's not just about getting the first pick in the first round; it's also about getting the first pick in the third round. In the fifth round, in the seventh round, I mean, and like so on and so forth. But it's not just about that one round that I'm concerned about getting a bit better pick in. Do you feel like you missed out on anybody in the second round because you were? Who do you, I don't know who your second round pick was to be completely honest? It was, uh, it was uh, Dave Montgomery, Darrell Henderson. Do, kind of. Do you, do you feel like you missed out on anybody because of that? 
no, not really. I knew I, I really wanted, I know I wanted Darrell Henderson, like in one of those two picks. Okay. Um, and I just, I just, I, feel like, you know, a lot of people, you know, they look at the first, they, I mean, they look at the first two rounds as trying to get the most value out of those players. And I just feel like, you know, if you feel like you can get someone at a lower stock than, you know, where, you know, you took them at, then you, that's the ideal. And yeah. in the first round, the first three picks, you know, like later in this draft, that's not a big deal, but the first three picks of the, of the draft, you know, uh, even a couple slot drops is significant. Um, but my other favorite player is Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup in, in uh, uh, in the, the Rams offense this year is, is going to, is, I think he's, uh, potentially, I mean, he's he's on par for me at, with with Bobby Trees in terms of you know potential production. Yeah. Uh, so and he went significantly later, and I really wish I had got him. I was just one pick behind you. So. You well, you had a chance to get him with pick. With I went Coop, with Cooper. I went with Cooper. <laughs> you went with a different Cooper, but yeah. uh, so and Ayuk too. That's the other one. Ayuk and Callaway are like the three. Those three, the Calvin's receivers can be good, especially if Callaway hits. Uh, but I'm high on Ayuk, so also. Um, Calvin's Marvel character is the Grandmaster from Thor Ragnarok because mm. I feel like Calvin would want a very weird, strange world like that, and he's also kind of seems similar to him as well. Is no, it the so. Anthony Hopkins character? No, it is it. No, no, Anthony Hopkins plays Odin. Oh yeah, Odin. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy, bro. Oh, okay. The Grandmaster is played by um, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, cool. Yeah. Badass. I'll take that one. Sweet. Adam? No, Calvin is Thanos. Period. Like, <laughs> period. He's, I he's... flip-flopped between James and Calvin for Thanos, but I give it to James because I like the Grandmaster for Calvin more. And I also think that Thanos is, fits more of James's personality. Yeah, but Calvin is Thanos. He's the he's the yeah. he's the the bad guy of the league. All right, that's right. true. Back to back champion, baby. But Calvin, sixth, John Hahn. All right, let me pull him up. So he's the Broncos, Rogers, Hopium, Denver guy. Um, I think his team is like right on the cusp of being good. Uh, I think his flex is his weakest spot. But then if T. Higgins pops or James Conner, I think he's like in a pretty good like situation. He has pretty good depth. His running backs are pretty good. He's got good receivers. It really depends. Chris Godwin's kind of going to be dependent on number one if he's healthy. Number two if Brady feeds him, right? Because they have just so many options in the offense. So good quarterback. I, it just also the thing too is that he has a good tight end, and I think that's mm-hmm. important. And so I like Andrews. I think having one of those top six guys this year is even pretty like crucial. So John Hahn, six. All right, favorite pick. I love the Chris Carson pick. I think I said it in the group chat a while back. But if I did the Darrell Henderson pick over again, knowing that there would be a trade, I would have taken Chris Carson. Loki, that guy is like now coming off of three straight years where he's just been not a he's not a bell cow. He's more of like a bell calf. But like he's that guy gets like so many carries and for whatever reason people still just don't elevate him into being like in that second round range. If he could healthy, health it would be yeah. one, one thing. The dude he gets injured every year, right? Yeah, yeah but it's it, but the thing with him too is he doesn't get these like season ending injuries. It's like no. little 
enough bang to... ups here and there, enough to where it's like, okay, I'm going to pull him from this one game, but then safely start him. No, what did next he have? He plays. He was out for five or six games last year, wouldn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah but he came back his played. rookie year. He hurt his knee early, but it <laughs> is he. He does come back and play. He's not out. No, but ever. Yeah. It, it, there's the injury history, and then there's also something I'm reading about him. Um, and the trainer he was working with, because he's been posting all these like workout videos over the summer and how he's like, you know, getting, you know, upping his, his training regimen to get ready for the season. And like there, I guess the workouts themselves are like that he can do them like his book, but um, the, the trainer apparently has a history of training people and training them in such a way that predisposes them to injuries. Um, oh, shit. And it's like, and it's like the dude is apparently like a quack. Like, like okay. I was just, you can Google it. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't read any more past like the, like a brief story on it, but like the dude, like, uh, is just like goes against all these, like the, the, the advice on how to safely train people and how to like, you know, train for injury prevention, which is what these guys are really looking for. Um, and this, he like is doing things that could predispose an injury. So like, I don't like that. And I don't, I know that's not a reason to not draft him because it probably won't play, probably won't mean anything. But like, also, it just is concerning. So, um, well, then what's Mattel's pick for favorite on this roster? I agree with Carson. Um, I think. I mean, uh, having said all that, I do think I think uh, Chris Carson is probably the best value he got because he he dropped pretty far, didn't he? Yeah, thirty-five. Yeah, they, that I was mean, solid. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the best value pick he got out of it. Uh, most questionable, I gotta say, Melvin Gordon in the seventh round. I know he's he's stand, uh, standing for the Broncos this year, but Melvin Gordon wasn't. Melvin Gordon was the lead back in Denver last year, and didn't even have a round seven value. Then they went out and spent one of their yeah. top picks on a running back, and yeah. his value is not going to go up. I don't think. I don't think so. I, he's the same guy I have on that one too. So, yeah. Um, John's villain is Ebony Maw. He's one of the uh, Ebony Maw. He's one of the Thanos's guys. He's the one that can like move stuff with his hands. He like hmm. lifts stuff up. Damn. I feel like that would like be John Han if he was a villain. Kind of Damn. a weird guy, but doing weird stuff like that. But he also has to have a ma- like a master. I gave him. I gave him Malekith. Uh from the one of the dark elves from uh thor the dark world and uh that's kind of because uh also he's like a like a like a thinking kind of villain like a smart guy but Mm. um but also not um, like me not not like not like (laughs) he's like a thinking villain but also um john han Likes to uh, sit and sit in his in the dark and play WoW for forever, and Dark Elf sit in the dark all the time. I see why mm-hmm. Bud gave one. this one to John. I, you weren't so subtle about it. You think that if James is Thanos and John is Ebony Maw, he set up oh, that one championship <laughs> a few years ago. I oh, see what you accident. did there. <laughs> that was actually an accident, man. Oh shit! Damn. All right. All right. Uh, well, number we're five. gonna break this. For an ad from one of our sponsors. Splish splash, I was taking a bath. Oh, oh. get out of the shower, you bloody wanker. <laughs> your mom interrupts you while you're taking a shower and trying to jerk off in there. Let me introduce to you the pocket pussy. 
Your pocket pocket pussy named Ordle. Ordle can be taken anywhere. It's small and compact, and also it doesn't. It's not noticeable in the room. You don't need any tissue. You have no mess to clean up. You can just wank, oh, oh, wank it off with a little pocket pussy. Put it next to your lamp, and boom, you're done. Nice. This is brought to you by Orville, and uh, John Hahn's the co-sponsor. So, thanks, John Hahn. Yep. All right. All right. Number five. Fifth. It's Adam Smithy. Okay. So, um, this is kind of I, I would have put him at four, but the J.K. Dobb maybe three, but the J.K. Dobbins thing kind of dropped him a little bit more. Um, Arnold Jones is a good person to have there just in case, and he may pop. But then there's like the mix-in question, as per usual, and he has anti-vax Dalvin Cook on his team. So is he really? Yep, Dalvin no. Cook is not vaccinated, and so that's gonna, could become an issue later on in season four. Um, Adam, I'm also not the locket guy, but he has good receiver depth. Devontae Smith is probably going to be really good this year. Corey Davis as well could be a second receiver of flex, and then Ty Johnson and Tyson Williams are good. Like good enough where they could end up popping but if they don't then i mean you can see why they're rostered so nice um adam already knows what i'm gonna say for my favorite pick of his um i loved logan thomas and felt like he got snatched right out from under me but adam pretty much like gurgled your balls and then you just lost him i knew it i played it i played it perfectly (laughs) i was like i was like i was like i wonder because like calvin i was calvin had been talking i was like damn i'm gonna have to like jump on him at some point earlier than i want to uh so i was like where is calvin thinking of thinking of taking him so i was like he's definitely he's probably taking him like this next this next time around so i just had to jump on him like like Polly D would jump on grenades for Vinny. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Mm. Nice. All right. Uh, most questionable pick. It would Calvin's is probably JK Dobbins for Adam anyways. Yeah, I mean that was pretty injury. I would have said that also. I just yeah. not not a big believer in Ravens running backs having that high value. And then Tyler Lockett's mine. I just I'm not a Seahawks guy, so yeah. I wasn't huge on Tyler Lockett, but for where he was at at that point in the like, I mean, from what was what was there at that point in the draft, that was like where I had to go. And like, he's definitely a guy. Like, they have enough matchups. I mean, they play the Cardinals. They, you know, they've got. Um, I think they got a matchup against Dallas too. Like, I mean, they got enough matchups to where like, like you don't have. I'm like, I don't want to play him every. I'm, hopefully, I don't have to play him every week. But like, you know, on a on a game where you feel like he could really pop. You know, which he does every year at some point, dropping him off, dropping him, see what he does. Like, it's worth the risk. It's true. And yeah. I can see that. So, I think Adam got the best value of everyone at the non running back and wide receiver spots. So, quarterback, tight end, defense, kicker. I think you got the best value of everyone pretty solidly. Um, yeah, oh, I think Washington is going to be the best defense this year. Like, like when you when uh, like for defenses, I just think that you have to have like you can have like a good secondary and maybe they'll get you a pick six every now and then. But if you have like a good defensive line and like you get those like sacks, I feel are more like regular. You know, like they're more you can count on them more. So, and I feel like yeah. that defensive line is a fucking just the one thing is they went from playing like an all time. group like terrible slate of quarterbacks to this season playing an all-time great like slate of quarterbacks like they if you went back and like looked at their quarterback opponents last year it was bad and they 
it definitely picks up a lot this year. So I think their defense, while still be a startable fantasy defense, is going to regress a little bit. Yeah, I do too. That's actually I'm, I. Uh, they also go from having like I think a last place schedule to a first place schedule, which yeah. is usually pretty significant. So that's why I'm not the biggest believer in them. We'll but they see. also get to play the Giants and the Eagles, and so you never know. The Giants and Eagles twice. You know, yeah, they got to play Dak. You know, the Cowboys, but twice. But like, you know, half of the equations with defenses are. How good is that defense? And I think that might be the best defense in the NFL straight up. And then half of the equation is looking at their schedule, probably more so than any other position in fantasy. And that's where it's kind of shitty for them this year. We'll see. All right. I also – I think the best defense is going to be the New England Patriots. Uh, just going to throw that out there. And it's not because I drafted them. It's actually because they got like five of their starters back from the year where they were the best. And they used, like they added a bunch of people too. So – all right, Adam but, or not Adam, Bud, Marvel villain. Uh, Killmonger. Who is Adam? Who? Killmonger, uh, the guy, the villain from Black Panther. Oh yeah, yeah. it's that he, Michael B. Jordan's character. Yeah, Adam always thinks that there's someone against him, or there's a reason why he lost, or anything like that. And so, like Adam, I drafted the best team, but injuries foiled my plans. So that's that's Adam for Killmonger. Except yeah. for Killmonger, uh, uh, was right. So. The Killmonger did nothing wrong. Adam, right. what villain would you say your team is? What, I, don't, I didn't do myself, but like, you know, if I had to uh, say one, Ultron. Because uh, <laughs> my team is just fucking dope and strong, and it's going to fucking uh, win if it's not foiled by Tony Stark, uh, a.k.a injuries it's pretty funny all right so uh four i have my team um i'm happy i actually think i told calvin this whenever i was doing the draft that every single pick up until i think marquise brown i was like ecstatic where i got that person and so I, i'm gonna put me at four though i think there's a few team present what i got out of it so I don't want to do, like, obviously, you're always going to rate your team a little bit higher than like, others, right? So I don't want to speak too much on it. So. Yeah. Uh, favorite pick? I love the Trey Sermon pick. Uh, that was huge. And I think that is a, a potential lotto ticket right there if, if Raheem Mostert gets hurt. Um, I, I don't think that Trey Sermon would end up being any sort of bell cow in that offense, but definitely would be a upper in flex this season. Yep. Well, if Mostert gets hurt, I think he's going to be – guy well i don't think they're i don't think the 49ers will ever have uh the guy like i think they're pretty committed to having at least a 50 15 yeah yeah but um uh, all right pick. adam what's your favorite pick of his uh i like gibson i know that's a that's a first round pick but i think gibson is going to be very good this year yeah um questionable I, I have to say, Pitts. No, I mean, yeah, go on. I shouldn't say. <laughs> I shouldn't say no to your pick. <laughs> no, I, I think, I, I think you know, it's, it, it's kind of a. He's gotten so much hype that I just feel like he can't like live up to the hype that's that's surrounding him. I mean, 
he's going to have some, I mean, everybody has some growing pains when they first come to the NFL, right? I mean, it might be a situation where, you know, again, towards the end of the season, he, um, you know, does pop off. But I think early on, at, at the very least early on, he's going to be, he's, he's going to struggle. Like, I mean, I, I would not have taken a first year tight end over some of the other guys that I think were available at that time. I don't know. I mean, I think Hawkinson and Andrews was available. Yeah. I think Hawkinson and Andrews were available. Right. And so like, I think he, he's definitely somebody who is going to be good. I just think that there are other guys that are more proven that were taken, uh, that, that you, you passed over on. Oh yeah. Here's the thing though. If Kyle Pitts is awesome, do I really want to be the guy that didn't take Kyle Pitts? I mean, that's, you could say that about literally every player in the draft. Yeah. But Kyle Pitts has all, all the hype. Do you really want to be the guy that was like, I'm going to take boring T.J. Hawkinson over Kyle Pitts? No, you don't want to be that guy. So I mean, T.J. Hawkinson. You don't want to be him. I mean, that's hey. You know what? Maybe it might pan out. You know, it just historically it 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 tends to not. So I think I'm going to say, kind of both of the quarterback picks for Bud, but not individually. Like, Lamar Jackson in the sixth round in, in a vacuum isn't bad, and Justin Fields in the twelfth round isn't bad. But getting, you know, getting Lamar Jackson this season and not having a good backup option for him, someone who might also be a backup quarterback themselves in IRL, then uh, I think that's a little questionable. Given that, well, given that, like, like Jackson is like unvaxxed and yeah, exactly and he could be out any <laughs> yeah. game and that is he probably pretty, he probably will miss like that is pretty fucking games. dumb here's the thing though i have a i have a secret plan all right okay it, i don't have one so i i've actually taken this into consideration and i was like justin fields will start by week four so i'll be all right and if not well you take your bumps and bruises and this will be a bump i take so there you go all right bud who is your marvel villain I gave myself Dormammu just because I, I wanted to bring up Dormammu on here because he's a Dormammu, I came to bargain. So I just wanted oh, to Oh, yeah. That. I remember you always saying that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so. gave him re- I gave him Red Skull. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. We are moving into the top three legit title contenders, according to Bud Pelkey. So, so number three is Tarek. Which, funny enough, is ESPN's projection for least likely to make the playoffs right now. Really? But, yeah. 21% oh, wow. chance. It's even Alex is 27, the next lowest. Alex is 27? Yeah. Are they on crack? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, I think the guy who yeah, does all the fantasy stuff does crack. Yeah. Holy shit. All right, well, Tarek, I think Tarek would have been lower if Dobbins didn't get hurt. I think that... Um, that is kind of what pushed. Oh, but Tarek's also lost because he, he doesn't have a kicker. No, he he's does. He's in, he's in defense. Oh, defense. Sorry, defense. Yeah. All right. That's all right. All right. Well, but so I think from top to bottom, number one, I really like getting a top tight end this year. But I think that Chase Claypool is a chance to pop, like pop, pop. Yeah. Adam Thielen and Hopkins are already good to start week by week, and then I think Gus Edwards is the guy now that Dobbins is off because. Honestly, Turk's team has probably been like bottom four if it wasn't for the Dalvin's injury because he has no halfbacks besides those two either. So he kind of got lucked into this stuff. But and then Kyler Murray, obviously, he just has like a good top to bottom, and he has like good enough players where you can play in the flex and you're okay with it. So, yeah. yeah. 
right. I think he's good. I think he's good until like, I mean, until he's not right. I mean, yeah. Gus Edwards may not end up being the like. It may not being. Like, <sighs> it's it's probably not going to be like a like the Gus Edwards show. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like sixty forty, like sixty forty. I know as, as your, and he's the but, goal line guy. I mean, but in an also, offense that designs yeah, runs it's, for it's its a, quarterback more than any other offense. Yeah. yeah, I guess I guess what I'm saying is, you know, like like, and I think Calvin would agree with me because you know Calvin, you know, was concerned about J.K. Dobbins as an RB three. So Gus Edwards as your RB two is kind of, you know, and, but it, he was concerned yeah, about Dobbins with as a round three. Back. I, I know, but Gus Edwards is around seven running back. He's still or somewhere but he's around still, there, but he's still the RB two, right? And so you're still. But that's perpetuated with everything else that he has, right? Because now he has George Kittle. It's great Dylan. value, but I think I agree with Adam that I don't think it's some like league altering change. I, but it's enough. I mean, maybe not, but it's enough to make it where when you look at his roster, you're not like, oh, who's going to start here? You're yeah. going to say, oh, Gus Edwards is, you know, and, and it's not like you're like, oh, he's going to get five points a week. He's significant, like, could get 11 to 12 a week, which is like seven points times what? 14 is like 98 points and so you're looking at an additional almost 100 points for the regular season which is significant mm-hmm. but um, all right best pick obviously y'all know mine <laughs> so Gus Edwards yeah <laughs> um I'm gonna I think I'm gonna say getting Thielen in the fourth round um I think Thielen has been I was looking at it the other day and he's been as consistent as like anyone over the years um people will try and like i heard people make an argument that justin jefferson getting better like takes away from thielen except that thielen played his almost entire vikings career with a pretty like robust stuff on digs next to him and then last year thielen still had good value next to justin jefferson that popped i think kirk cousins just likes adam thielen a lot and i think he's someone that is he gonna is he gonna win you your league? No, but he's gonna give you such a nice floor at wide receiver in any given yeah. week. That I, I like that pick a lot in the fourth round. And I think I think Kittle towards have... the end of the third is this is his is his best pick. I think that's a good value for Kittle considering where he was going. Yeah. Yep. And they only have him and Jefferson as receiving options. Yeah. So legitimately is like yeah. Um like all right. So question number two. Kick, oh, well, question. Questionable. Can can someone explain to me Jonathan Brilliant. Taylor? Like I, I I I do not get the Jonathan Taylor hype. I do not see him being first round pick. I gotta say it's most questionable for me. Hmm. I it's the receipt the running, and they're expecting to use more. Yeah. I mean, he had uh, a very good end of the season. You, you know what I mean? Like if if that's their formula for this season, like I mean, I mean, uh, look look at his last four five weeks right after their bye week like it's pretty pretty fucking good you know what i mean yep. like i mean if they if they're gonna be like a like a, a, a run first offense and he's a three down back like like i mean and they have high yeah. and whatnot but like the, i mean taylor taylor I, I feel like is a legitimate rb1 adam yep. I, or not adam bud i know you're you're trying to rush to your movie what's your what's your marvel villain pick for so I have Loki. Okay. Damn, I have Loki like, too. Really? Yeah. Terrence a goofball. So. Nice. He's a, right. he's a. He's a. He's a. He's a funny bro. You know. He's a trickster. All right. So uh, number two. Uh, Brandon. Give. Make the case. 
So I think Brandon also has like top to bottom, like pretty good value everywhere. The Mike Davis thing is pretty significant. He also has yeah. TJ Hawkinson and then DJ Moore fell to him. I think pretty late also, I believe. Yeah. I think he was, he was around four maybe. Oh uh, yeah. So I guess he didn't fall. I guess it was more of that. He got Davis and still got Hawkinson. Cause I think Davis going in the fifth was good. And he still got one of the top tight end guys. So, and then Tom Brady, obviously, I think Brady's going to have a better season than last year, too. So, top to bottom, I think that that NFC yeah. South Brandon team is really good. So, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I really like – so, I really like his running back. His his top two running backs, Kamara and Eklor, is, is just a fantastic combination to me. And I like DJ Moore a lot. And I think he got him – he got him fourth, forty foot, so fourth round. So I yep. think he also pulled him like before I could get him too. So yep. I'm a big, big, big fan of the Mike Davis pick. Um, one of the so few guys that's going to be like a, a bell cow, and that yeah, and that could be the best pick in this draft potentially. Like some, getting him in the fifth round. Um, I thought I it was so, so funny that that James was shitting on Mike Davis in the fifth round <laughs> like, <laughs> in mock drafts, and I was like, that's a great value for him. I think uh, uh, the most, most questionable, questionable pick, pick, Michael Carter. Yeah, he agreed. Didn't start and he was in the seventh round. He yeah, didn't play much this year. Definitely so. agree with that one. Yeah. Also, Mike Evans too. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. It's I'll believe crowded, Mike Evans stops offense. having a thousand yards and ten touchdowns when it happens. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's like he's he's <laughs> he's been consistent over the years, but he again, you know, he like I just I just I just keep thinking back to that one game last year. What didn't he have like two receptions and two touchdowns or some shit like that? Like yeah. But that was still twelve point two points or whatever. Wait, yeah. no, 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 no. So two receptions for two yards and two touchdowns. Two receptions, yep. yeah, two, two yards. Like, I mean, and I get, I get it. Like, that's an anomaly. But like, I don't know. I feel like with Antonio Brown kind of coming in, like, like getting a bigger role in that offense. Like, like I just feel like the 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 um the production the, the touchdown production yeah. is going to take a hit. I think if anything, Antonio Brown cuts into Godwin's work and not Evans. But but, but at the end of the day, Mike Evans is Mike Evans, and you know he's been consistent and that's really all you can ask for in a, a yep. receiver that you're getting in like the what are you getting like the third or fourth round third round so yeah third uh so the villain is the red skull oh, yeah. okay um, adam i feel like he's more like a like a ronin you know what i mean mm, like i can see that galaxy i like ronin for him yeah all right the first best team is robbie um Robbie got Christian McCaffrey. He got lucked into James Robinson. He also yeah. has A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson, who are two of the best receivers in fantasy football slash football. Russell, like, the, his flex is like – I mean, his flex and tight end are like the most – like the two places where you don't really know what you're getting. But he also has Deontay Johnson, who's good. He took the, the gamble with Trey Lance. I think that Robbie's is the best team. Yeah, I agree. Right I, I, I agree based on his starting players. Yes. Right? He has no depth. Honestly, yes, and that's so, big time. I agree with you on that. But one. but if his starting players stay healthy, Robbie has the best team. Yep. Uh, best pick, I think, has to be James Robinson. Yeah. Um, I mean, or Christian McCaffrey. But, you know, even one. Like I said, I think that value, even just one spot drop, is is like is like I didn't expect it to happen. So I think yeah. I I gotta go Miles Gaskin um, as someone who oh. fell in love with Miles Gaskin last year. I know he was Damn. a fourth rounder, but if they, I think it's been a lot of smoke and mirrors this offseason about him sharing that backfield with Malcolm Brown. I think he's going to get 
be basically be a three down back on a team that wants to run the ball primarily. Like, and I think so, that Miles Gaskin could easily be someone who is like an upper second round pick um, next year. That's my easily. that's my worst pick. Um, uh, I think in the fourth round, because of all the talk, I think that uh, I don't think he's going to be the bow cow guy. And I think they, I don't think they want to use him in the red zone. So, I think it's a smoke screen. I think it's a move. Um, my least favorite pick got to be Goddard. Um, I just, I don't I like the Eagles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. My my least favorite is Pitt is that he did not is his lack of picking other running backs. Like yeah, that. I, I actually, I was going to say that too, was I think Robbie's got the best starting lineup in this league by far. And I think his bench is One very uninspiring. <laughs> yeah. yep. um, um, him as a villain is Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter? Yep, There's a Marvel the, villain named Cap- Sharon Carter? Mm, that's the Captain America one. Because Robbie's just kind of like a simple guy. I think that his plan yeah. will be pretty simple, and he just has like things like work in the background. I I agree because, but for a different reason, because Sharon Carter was somebody who you didn't think was going to be a threat in the beginning, but then towards the end, you're like, "Fuck," you know, like he's a threat. That's a good one. Yep. Know? All right. So, all right. Our final power rankings according to Bud Andrew Pelkey. Number twelve, Alex Benelli. Number eleven, Brian Keblinger. Number ten, Michael Hearn. Number nine. Sayon Perry. Number eight, James McGowan. Seven, Calvin Bryan. Six, John Hahn. Five, Adam Smithy. Four, Bud. Three, Tarek Abassi. Two, Brandon Collins. And number one, Robert McGowan. Yep. All right. All right. Um, I have to run, so I can't say my, my goodbyes, but it was nice talking to you all. Adam, we can steer this thing home, I think. All right. We're- yeah, we can enjoy, Bye, enjoy your movie. Thank you. Um, we'll see ya. Bye. So, we we normally do like previews of the first week's mass matchups. Um, I, I I'm gonna vote that we skip over that one. We just previewed everyone's teams pretty yeah exhaustively. Yeah, we don't need to do that. I want to know if it's the last two things on our Google Doc. I just want to hear your NFL season predictions, and then I want to hear I want like a two or three minute monologue on London. Um, so what is your, who do you think is going to be MVP this year in the NFL? Who's your pick? Mm. Actually, MVP, Super Bowl, who will play in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion, and your funnest, like, hot take for the NFL season? Uh, I think... MVP, I'm saying I'm thinking Patrick Mahomes is gonna be MVP again. I, I agree. That's that's, that's my pick as well. It's, yeah, it's crazy that he's only won one. Actually, yeah, yeah. At this point, what was the other one? Super Bowl. Who will uh, play in Super Bowl? Super Bowl, AFC Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> NFC. Gosh, I don't even have any any favorites in the NFC this year. Um. I'm going to say I think the Rams are going to be good. Let's go Chiefs Rams. Okay. I think what that you, could be it. And who wins what? it all? What'd you say? And who wins it all? Chiefs. 
I think you're going to get another dominacy from Mahomes at this point. I think he's going to be, I think he's, I mean, he's, 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 I, I feel like he's, like, he's been very, he's been obviously MVP level for like a few years now, but like he's still like coming into his own. Like he's still getting better, I think. Um, and then, I don't know what else you, what else was the thing? Bonus, like, hot take. Hot Bonus stick. hot take. I think my, my well, I know what I've said it was a hot take, but I thought it was a hot take saying that Herbert is uh, ends up being like a top, like he ends up kind of you know busting into that top QB level this year. Okay. That's my hot take. I think he's gonna, you know, for fantasy perspective, but also just from a general football perspective, I think Justin Herbert jumps into the top tier of quarterbacks. Okay, um, I think Pat Mahomes also wins MVP. My hot take is that. Patrick Mahomes beats Miles Garrett for MVP. And the hot take is that we have, I think Miles Garrett's going to get MVP votes, which we haven't seen, I think, since James Harrison, the Steelers linebacker, got an MVP vote a few mm-hmm. years ago. I don't think anyone's, a defensive player hasn't done that in a long time. And I think that defense getting a lot of like weapons around him is going to just open, unlock him in a totally new way. Um, and then Super Bowl champion, I think. The Rams are going to beat the Browns in the Super Bowl. That's right. I think the Browns are going to the Super Bowl. Okay. We had pretty similar predictions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tell us about London. Uh, London was dope. Uh, I, the city is awesome, but I don't think I could live there for like a really long time because like it's it's like the weather is very depressing, and so like by the time I was like on my way like out. You know, I spent like a week and a half, like close to two weeks there. And I was like, I was like, this, this, like the city is fun. There's a lot of things to do, but like, it's fucking like drizzling and like cloudy every day. And, um, um, like, it's like you, I mean, even during like the middle of summer, right. I was there during the end of August, early September and I'm waking up and it's like 50 degrees outside. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's not a lot of like outdoor weather for all the fun outdoor things they have because a lot like there's a lot of cool stuff in london like i mean yeah. i think i think of something i didn't realize going to like a european country because i don't i've been to a lot of european countries is that like when you're kind of walking like down the streets of london there's so many like pubs and like bars that have been there for like 150 years that are still like operating and you can just pop in any into any of them and like you you catch you know, like it's like it's like it's like somebody's local bar. You know, the like in, in, where I where I'm at, where you can like pop in and like you see all these like regulars that are like you know have lived there here their whole lives and um, you know like they're it's kind of like their own little like community. So that was pretty dope. Um, oh yeah. And I also thought just in general their sense of community was a lot more than the, what you had in like the. Like in like in anywhere where we lived, like like where my mom lives, like everybody knows each other. And like my mom, my mom, like everyone knows my mom's dog. Like my mom goes out like walking her dog, and there you know everybody comes up. So like, hey Luna, you know like I mean, it's 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 just different. And so um, it's a fun city to live in in that regard, but the the weather is not fun at all. Like wouldn't don't recommend it. Did you did you get a meat pie from the windmill? I didn't get a chance to go there. We went to a bunch of different restaurants. The the I, I, I think I was I think I drunk texted the group at one point. We went to a place called Dishoom and I was talking about like how like much I loved Indian food. Um Dishoom and just generally Indian food in London is like 
fucking fantastic. Like, I think somebody uh, compared it to, like, Mexican food in Texas, you know? Yeah. It's like a very, like, it's, I mean, there's a huge population, and they, like, they all, like, there's, like, so many more uh, restaurants in, in London compared to here, and it was just, like, I think I got, I think I ate it for, like, three times, and it just, everywhere went, it was just fantastic, and I, like, if I go back, like, that's one of the main reasons I want to go back is because it was just, like, the food there was, like, it was just out of this world. It was great. So, I think we should play on, like, on, like, I was, I, I would be walking around there, like, around, around London, and I was like, damn, this would be cool to go to my bros with. Like, damn, there that would be cool to go, to, go with the bros with, you know? So, uh, I think we should plan a trip, you know, for the bros that want to, and we should all take a a trip to London or somewhere different, you know, where we can, you know, bro down for a few days. Oh yeah. I'm down. I love it. Well, let's, uh, I guess you and I are playing this week, so I wish you no luck this week. I hope I kick your ass, but good luck starting a new job, my friend. Thank and, you. Uh, all the other cocks out there to everyone other than my friend, Adam here. Good luck this week. Um, and may the fantasy gods be with you. All right. Good luck, everyone. (laughs) See ya. See ya.